Although in virtually all areas of halacha, two witnesses are required in order to establish a fact, and if one person comes and testifies about something, then his testimony is irrelevant. We've seen over the past couple of Mishnayas that there are some exceptions to this. For example, a father is able to testify that he received Kedushin on behalf of his daughter as long as she was a Katana, under the age of Bas Mitzvah, or a Nara between the ages of 12 and 12 and a half, whilst she is maturing, and she is still under the authority of her father. Not only does he have the ability to receive condition on their behalf, but he also is believed if he says that that's what happened. He's also believed that to say that he accepted the divorce on her behalf. And the next two Mishnahs show another example where two witnesses are not required, and that is when somebody testifies about themselves. There is a rule that A person is believed regarding himself, or in order to prohibit himself, more than a hundred witnesses. And so the Mishnah says, Ha'imun Aisha, one who says to a woman, Kiddash I performed Kiddushin with you. He claims that he performed Kiddushin and there are witnesses there, but the witnesses are no longer available. Either they've died or they've gone abroad. But he makes a claim that he performed Kiddushin on a particular woman. The Hiyomer is, but she says, Le'i you never performed Kiddushin on me. Now, because there are no witnesses to establish that fact, so it should really be irrelevant, his claim. However, because he testified regarding himself, so in order to prohibit himself, it's enough. He would be forbidden to marry her relatives. Because regarding himself, we consider it that he did perform Kiddushin on that woman. However, she is still permitted to marry all of his relatives. Because regarding her, we don't consider her to be Mukudeshes to him. Because there are no witnesses to verify that fact. Or what happens if it's the opposite? He marries, she claims Kiddush Tani, you performed Kiddushin on me. But he claims, like I never performed Kiddushin with you. Says the Mishnah, He is permitted to marry and have relations with her relatives. Because regarding him, we don't view them as being married. So he would be able to, for example, go and marry her sister. We assume that he has never been married to this woman. He never performed Kiddushin on her. However, she would be forbidden to marry his relatives. Because regarding her, we do consider her as having received Kedushin from him. And the truth is, she would be forbidden to marry anybody before receiving a get from him. Because we assume that her status is that of a married woman, of someone who has received Kedushin. Once she receives a get, then she'll be able to marry anybody except for this man's relatives. Because it's forbidden for a woman to marry the relatives of her husband. Now what happens if he says to the woman, Kedashtich, I perform Kedushin with you, but she claims, You only perform Kedushin with my daughter, you didn't perform Kedushin with me. She's denying that claim, but she makes a different claim, that you did perform Kedushin with my daughter. So now we have two claims going on. The man claims that he performed Kedushin with her, and not her daughter. She claims that she, he performed Kedushin with her daughter, and not her. Says the Mishnah, whom also he's forbidden to marry the relatives of the older woman, of the mother, because he claims that he performed Kedushin with her. However, she is permitted to marry his relatives because she denies that claim. Now, what about regarding the daughter, whom he is permitted to marry the relatives of her daughter. We're talking, obviously, about the relatives who are not the relatives, who are not the immediate relatives of the mother. Ukutana and the younger girl, the, the daughter... Muteres Bikrovov, she is permitted to marry his relatives as well. Even though the her mother claimed that she has received Kedushin, she never made that claim. And even though it's true that we learned in the previous couple of Mishnayas that a man is believed to say that he received Kedushin on behalf of his daughter, that's partly because he has the, uh, the ability to receive the Kedushin on her behalf. But a mother is not believed to claim that her daughter received Kedushin. And therefore it's all very nice that she made that claim, but since the daughter herself never made that claim, and there are no witnesses to verify the Kedushin, 
so the daughter would be permitted still to marry anybody, and she wouldn't receive, she wouldn't require a get, and she can certainly marry the relatives of this man as well. Mishri Aleph, what happens if it's the opposite? Kadash is Biteich. He claims that I perform Kiddushin with your daughter, but here I'm but she claims, Kadash to you only, you didn't make do Kiddushin with my daughter, you only did it with me. Says the Mishnah, who also becomes Katana, he is forbidden to marry the relatives of the daughter, or Katana Matthias Bukovov, but the daughter is permitted to marry the relatives, uh, his relatives, because she, ne- she never made that claim. He is permitted to marry the relatives of the older woman, the mother, because he doesn't claim to have performed Kedushan with her, but the mother, who did claim to have received Kedushan from this man, Asurubakovov, is forbidden to marry his relatives. Mishnah Yudbeis, the focus of this Mishnah is the status of children of different types of marriages. And most of these laws are learnt from Pesukim, and there are different categories. The first category is Kolmokim Shesh Kedushan Vein Avera. Any case where a child is born from relations between two people who are able to perform Kedushan with each other, and there is no prohibition of them getting married and having relations with each other. In such a case, Havlad Zohar, the child's status follows the status of the man, the, the father. What is this referring to? Zokahenes Levi of Yisraelis. This refers to a woman who comes from a family of Kohanim or from Leviim or Yisraelim. Who got married to a Kohen or a Levi Yisrael. These are two regular Jews getting married. In such a case, if the father is a Kohen, then the son will be a Kohen. If the father is a Levi, the son will be a Levi. And if the father is a Yisrael, the son will be a Yisrael, regardless of whether the mother is a Kohen Levi or a Yisrael. Category number two. Any case where Kedushin can take place. If he were to perform Kedushin with her, it would be a valid Kedushin. However, it's forbidden. And it's forbidden for them to have relations with each other. In that case, the child's status goes and follows after the one whose status has been diminished and damaged. Well, what is this referring to? This would be a widow who had relations and they had a child with a Kohen Godel. Or Gerushoi, divorcee, the Chalutza, a woman who has received Chalitza, Lechoin Hedjet, who had relations and had a child with a regular Koyen. In such a case, the woman involved becomes a Chalola. That means that she is forbidden to marry a Koyen. And the mission is telling us that their child will be considered a Cholol and follow the status of the one whose status has been damaged, i.e. the mother's status. And a Cholol is forbidden to... He, he doesn't have the rights of a regular Koyen. He can't serve in the base Hamikdash, for example. He can't eat truma. His status follows the mother's status in this case. And a couple more examples. Mamzer is an Israel. Yisrael. A female Mamzer. Mamzer is a person born from illegal relations, which we'll see in the next part of the Mishnah. And a Sina is a woman who comes from... She's descended from the nation of Giv'oinim, who tried to convert in the times of Yeshua. And in short, it's forbidden to marry them. So if they married a Yisrael, a male Jew, Bas Yisrael, Mamzer, Nosin, or a female Jew married a Mamzer or a Nosin, the child would also be considered a Mamzer or a Nosin. In this case, it doesn't matter whether the father or the mother is a Mamzer or, no- or a Nosin. If one of them is that, then that status is passed down to the next generation as well. Alright, third category. Any woman who this man is not able to perform Kedushin with her, even if he does it, it's not only forbidden, but it won't work, the Kedushin. Avol yeshlo alachirim Kedushin, but this is a woman who could receive Kedushin from other people. But this particular person, the Kedushin wouldn't work. We'll see what exactly the case is. Havlad Mamzer. In that case, the child would be considered a Mamzer. A Mamzer is forbidden to marry a regular Jew. He can only marry another Mamzeres. 
Ve'ezem, well, what is the example we're talking about? This refers to somebody who has relations with any of his relatives who are listed in the Torah as being forbidden. If he nevertheless has relations with her and they have a child, then that child will be considered a mamzer. Alright, and final category. Any woman who neither he nor anybody else is able to perform Kedushin with her, then Havlad Kamaisa, the child... Um, carries her status, and what is this referring to? This would be the child of a non-Jewish slave, a non-Jewish female slave, or a regular non-Jewish woman, the child of a non-Jewish woman is also not Jewish. And again, these all learnt from Pesukim. Mishnah Gimel, though we said in the previous Mishnah that a mamzer can only marry a mamzeres, that's actually not exactly accurate, because a mamzer is also, like we'll see in the next in the next perek, a mamzer is also allowed to marry certain other women as well, but not a regular Jew. And the law is that a mamzer is allowed to marry a non-Jewish female slave. Any non-Jewish slave becomes partly Jewish, they have to keep most mitzvahs, and it is permitted for a mamzer to marry a non-Jewish female slave. And because of that, Ritarifin says, Mamzerim are able to become pure. Meaning, it's not necessarily true that once somebody is a mamzer, all of his future descendants will be mamzerim. Really, that should be what comes out, because we said in the previous Mishnah that whether the father is or the mother is a mamzer, the child always follow, follows that status. So really, once there is a mamzer, all of his future descendants should also be, mam- be mamzerim. But Rabbi Tarifin says, I found a solution. Kate said, how? Mamzer is not so shifcha. If a mamzer marries a non-Jewish female slave, have eved. The child is a regular non-Jewish slave. Because the previous Mishnah said that in that case we follow her status. She's not a mamza, she's just a non-Jewish slave. So the son will be a non-Jewish slave as well. Shikharai. Then the father, who is the owner of the slave, can free the slave. And Nimtza ben ben It emerges that the son is now a free man, is a regular Jew. When a non-Jewish slave is freed, he becomes Jewish fully. And now he's a regular Jew and not a mamza. However, Rebilezer argues, Rebilezer and Rebilezer says, How is that Evid Mamzer? Before he is freed, he's actually a non-Jewish slave and also a Mamzer. Both of those statuses are passed down, according to Rebilezer, to the next generation. So that's not going to help, even if you free him, he'll just become a regular Jew who is a Mamzer. So according to Rebilezer, if somebody is a Mamzer, then all of his future descendants would con- continue being Mamzerim. But according to Rebilezer, there is this solution to prevent his future descendants also being Mamzerim.